Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're talking about The Thing About Love by Julie James. So this is a contemporary novel published in 2017. And it's a standalone. Yes. Which is nice sometimes. <laughs> and spoiler alert, we liked it. We really liked it. Which for us, as you know, contemporaries aren't usually our jam, but like, I liked this. this I want to... I w I've been saying this a lot lately. I want to read more Julie James. Mm -hmm. I've just been in the mood for some real explicit fluff, and this is not quite to the level of explicit that I've been looking for <laughs> lately. But it's, it's, just, it's a fluff level. The fluff is great. Yes. I really, really like this book. It's just, if you're looking for, like, full escapist sexy times... I think the problem is this time of year I start watching all my made-for-TV Christmas movies. Aw, and, and you need a little... so yeah. toothachy sweet. They are so platonic, too. Yeah, yeah, that I really need my other entertainment consumption to gotcha. really dial up. I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now in my headspace. All right. All right, let's get to the book jacket. Yes! FBI agents Jessica Harlow and John Shepard have a past. The former lawyer and cocky army ranger clashed during their training at Quantico and gladly went their separate ways after graduating from the academy. Six years later, the last thing either of them expects is to be assigned to work as partners in a high-profile undercover sting. For both of them, being paired with an old rival couldn't come at a worse time. Recently divorced from a Hollywood producer and looking for a fresh start, Jessica is eager to prove herself at her new field office. And John is just one case away from his dream assignment to the FBI's elite hostage rescue team. In order to nail a corrupt Florida politician, they'll have to find a way to work together, a task that becomes even trickier when they're forced to hole up at a romantic beachfront resort as part of the investigation. Suddenly, the heat behind their nonstop sparring threatens to make the job a lot more complicated. <laughs> I mean, this is actually a really good, this is a good jacket. They're not trapped in the romantic hideaway, as long as you would I, think from I, the jacket. I wish but... that they were. I, well, I Actually, that's in my notes. I'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only misleading thing about the summary to me is they come in and out of Florida. Yeah. So yeah. they're not like, hold up together. There is no forced, forced proximity beyond the forced working together. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. They're not I like know. hurricaned in and stuff for a week. Uh, uh, yeah. Which could have moved things along. Come on, guys. <sighs> Whatever. So, as usual, we wrote our own summary, and this week's randomly generated number is 36. So, here is my 36-word summary. You know that friendly competition you have going on with the hot guy down the hall at work? You hate him, but his name just drops into all of your conversations? This is your love story. Enjoy. Perfect. I've never worked with anyone as hot as John is described to be. I know. <laughs> but I will keep my eye out in the future. Keep your eye out. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my 36-word summary. Two people who fail at relationships because they're married to their jobs realize the solution is dating someone who has the same job. The undercover operation, sting operation with crime bosses is the perfect time for feelings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, you know, we have not had a Gentleman Jackson section for a while. But no, as you know, he has an American friend who runs his own Gentleman Jackson. That exists to this day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they do have a gun pumped workout for the FBI agent. But it's kind of lame. Yeah, I because mean, it, it might actually be, like, kind of self-fulfilling. Right, because it's like, run bajillion miles and like, get in the gym every day. Like, I'm not kidding you. He does a 15-mile run every morning. 15 miles every morning, Lane. Do you know that I don't think I've run 15 miles 
combine in the last like 20 years <laughs> no look i mean i know people do this like this isn't impossible because so i'm a i'm a runner but i don't not like a long distance runner uh so anyway i was like looking up how long should i run per week and someone was like i hit the 100 mile mark and like a lot of people run 100 miles a week which means yeah 15 per day is totally within the realm of possibility i do yoga that you know what that's great i did but mm. but the other thing is it is part of their jobs yeah like yes. they get to go to the gym during the work day I know. as part of their job. So it's very believable they work out yeah. this month because they have to. They have to. So, so anyway, their bodies are like perfect, but they had to work for them. So like, yeah. eh. This is like the boring get pumped workout. Because it's like workout. You that actually have to work out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but there's a reason. And like he is super buff. She is 5'3". He's 6'4". And like has muscles on his head. They talk about how he looks like Thor. Yeah. Which I'm sorry, but like Chris Hemsworth. All right. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> clearly. Obviously. And, like, and they say he keeps his blonde, his hair long. Yeah. Because he works in the like undercover gang division. Right. I what right. It's called, like the crimes the, and the, street, street crime basically. Right. Right. And so in order to not look like a cop. Yeah, because he's so chiseled, he yeah. intentionally looks a little scruffy. Yes, and so okay. I'm very much picturing Chris Hemsworth. Okay, so I put this later, but I have a question for you. Like, so he is described as being dirty hot. Yeah, have you ever? So I've never heard that before. Do like people say that? No, they're like he's dirty hot. Okay, and then my second question, my follow up to that was, have you ever found someone dirty hot? Like you personally, my my idea was like probably not. I think I found people who I acknowledged were objectively hot in a dirty way, yeah. but I've wanted to clean them up. <laughs> so See, like, that was my thought. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of course I've seen like scruffy, long haired, like guys who are objectively sexy. But my response is, Ooh, can you shave? Yeah. That was my question. Yeah. I said, I'm certain Nate Lane has never found any person dirty hot in her life. Yeah. No, if I were like, God, you're dirty hot. The next sentence out of my mouth would be, and you take, take a, a shower. shower. <laughs> I like knew it. I just knew it. Yeah, no, I'm. I like them clean cut guys. It makes it really hard to be a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tropes. Uh, we've got enemies to friends to lovers. So it's a. It's. I like this. If it's well done. Yeah. It's not like I know we talked about the Hating Game, and they're two very different books. Where the Hating Game, you find out they have this backstory where they hated each other, and you sort of don't believe that they ever hated each other. Oh, you believe. You they hated believe each these other. two people hated each other. You get flashbacks that yep. aren't pointless. Yep. That sort of describe what their confrontations were like, and in some ways, it was all a misunderstanding. But like, so he's really critical of her physical. Te part of the test in the FBI school. Yes. So, so they, like, like the book check, I said they were in the FBI academy together. together, right? And so she, he'll like correct her form on working out, and she was this like Ivy League law school graduate, and he was this kid from the sticks with a state school degree, and so he was really put off by what a know-it-all she was, and she was really put off by his helpful comments. Yeah. I'm using air quotes with my fingers, but this is a podcast, so yeah. you can't see that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you kind of get why they didn't get... They were just competing for the top spot, and they both were good at different things. Yeah. And they really rubbed each other the wrong way. Yeah. But 
And yet they both were very attracted to each other. But I think the fact that they were both like 10 out of 10 hot yes. made it harder. Yeah. Well, and that's that was where the comment in my summary came from is that later when they have to work together, all their friends are like, wait, 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 it's that guy you hated back at the academy, that really hot guy and who you just didn't like. And it's been six years since the academy and clearly all their friends still remember. Still remember. How, and so clearly they're both still talking about this yes. asshole at academy. The other interesting choice I thought Julie James made, the first two chapters so the, the book sort of alternates perspectives. Mm-hmm. So the first pa- chapter from his perspective and the first chapter from her perspective both focus on their breakups of their yes. most recent relationships. Mm-hmm. So in his case, he walks in on his girlfriend having sex with one of his friends. Mm-hmm. And in her case, she's getting served her divorce papers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're both fresh out Very of relationships. Done, yeah. They're, you know, freshly in some ways betrayed by people they cared about. They both are newly reliant on family mm-hmm. because of these messy breakups and sort of making big career transitions as a part of the cause of the breakups yes. slash result of the breakup. So yes. she, upon her divorce, transferred from California, where she'd been living with her husband, to Chicago, where she's from. And he is from Chicago, but part of what drove his breakup was he was trying out for this HRT yeah. hostage rescue team well, and he was gone so often he was gone so often that he missed that his girlfriend was fucking yeah. someone else yeah. so it was yeah. like not his fault clearly but no yeah um, which which leads to the whole let's this this is a short term relationship yes the trope so you know we have the tropes um, in historical romances where we're like okay well we can we've got this one week together and we're just right. going to do everything and that's it but it's a similar thing they're right. like okay we're they're, we're overlapping by three months here in Chicago that's going to be it it's going right. to be it because then he's moving to Virginia and she's they're still treating like they're both not in it for something real because they're both so fresh out of exactly commitments um they're both extremely competent so they're both really good at their jobs just really nice it was so nice yeah actually i'm amazed the spy shit did not annoy me no it because it was just really well done it really was was and there was even a tongue-in-cheek joke about how books aren't real yeah, I don't think Julie James has some like insight to the FBI, but she clearly did enough research to at least not bring the book down with mm-hmm. weird spy mission descriptions. It's great. Um, so <laughs> this is where I talked about it. There, I said yes. There, there is the trope of forced proximity, and I said unfortunately there are always at least two rooms at the inn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're never forced to stay in a in a an inn. They're never forced to have a fake relationship. Like there are all these things that could yeah, they're, have been, they're, you know, their cover is business partners, which. Whatever. You know. That is, they, they, they've never taken that over the line. That said, this book has a lot of costumes, mm-hmm. which I think we both really enjoy. Like, first yeah. of all, like they both dress up and are real hot, so that's fun. But they also like are playing this part, and yes. they play the part of FBI agents every day. So there's a lot of descriptions of clothing that I yeah. really enjoyed, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I talk about that later. But like, for example, she she talks about how she really likes this undercover gig as a you know upper class businesswoman because she gets to wear more fun things. And she was talking about like this business suit she got with a um, magenta belt or something. And I was like, I was thinking, oh my god, I'm so glad I work in a job where I can actually wear things like that are not just you know black blazer, suit. black suit. That's it. Yeah. Well, and even like so when he does spoiler alert get into the hostage rescue team they go out for celebratory drinks and there's just a lot of time spent like not a lot that's an exaggeration but he's in jeans and they're going to a nice restaurant and he has a thought of like you hear what he's wearing in the context of am I dressed appropriately for yeah. this place and she walks in, walks in in a sundress that makes his mouth water and like yeah. I like 
like those yeah. things. I like those moments of I'm looking hot for you. Yeah, and like, it's nice. She got to enjoy, she took 12 minutes to get out of yoga pants and get dressed up. And mm-hmm. I just, especially after reading Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a little bit of time spent on pretty clothes was nice. It was nice. It was. It was nice. Uh, so Lane talked about the flashbacks. Yes. I really liked their sort of an aspect of he said, she said. And by sort of an aspect, those are written at the tops of the chapters. Well, I guess sort of an aspect <laughs> being um, actually literally he said, bonked she said. over the head. But I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought too. it was well done. You see the situation from her perspective. You see the situation from his perspective. And then the whole... Um, frame of this is that they are telling each other the story. Right. So they're communicating. Yes. Yes. Ah, I love it. And they're not, there is like the smallest hint of misunderstanding, but not really. But not really. Like they're both real into each other. Mm -hmm. They're both saying short term, not because they're in denial, but because he is about to go into like the most intense military thing, 750 miles away. Mm -hmm. And they're both just out of relationships. So they're like, reticent to admit how much they're falling for each other because it's inconvenient. Yeah. It's not like they don't want to tell the other. They're not scared of the person. They're not lying about anything. They're just sort of chalking it up to circumstance yeah. if this is meant to be short term. Yeah. Well, and, and so I really liked it. Yeah. And they were both out of relationships where the big issue was their the job. job. And so I think that was the issue too is they both know how much the job means to the other person mm-hmm. and they don't want to do anything to mess up that career. Yeah, and I think I'm going to just edit this all around. So pause for us to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I put a couple of random notes that I think are funny that I want to talk about, but I sort of think, scroll up because I think one of them is at five. Um, But I kind of want to talk about this now and then go back to that. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. So the conflict, as we mentioned, is he's going to HRT. She's just transferred to Chicago, like just got there. Exactly. Can't transfer again. Both out of relationships. And they both sort of realize, shit, I have real feelings here. Yeah. Do you want to compare this to Fly With Me, Meg? Oh my God. This this was so much better. So what was what was the resolution to the conflict? Okay, so we're going to spoil the resolution to this conflict. Because it's so cute. Sorry. But basically what happens is she's basic, she does research to find out how they can be long distance. So she's like, okay, when can I get assigned to Washington, which is near Virginia, which is where he's training. And I don't have to do a true transfer. I can do a temporary detail. So in this, okay, maybe this sounds like super not romantic, but I guess for me and Lane, this is amazing. Like we love this stuff. The, I'm going to put my career first, Mm -hmm. but I've recognized that you're also important. So how do we compromise? Exactly. So she does all this stuff to figure out, all right, I'm just going to go to Washington, D.C. Like, yeah, it's important. My family's in Chicago, but Chicago and D.C. aren't that far in terms of family stuff. And he's worth it. And it's not forever. And she tells him all of this. And then he says he's quitting hostage training and moving back. No, I know. And he's like, and And it's not for her. No, he was. She's like, I don't want you to quit your dream job to do this. And he's like, actually, since I've started the training. Training, this it turns out this is not my dream job uh, it's not as important to me as I thought it was I loved the job I was doing before like my goal was always HRT but you know what actually 
our goals change over time. Right, I miss undercover, I miss that day job, and ultimately he says, like, people who do hostage rescue, the job has to be their life, yes. and I'm done with that. Like, yeah. I want my family to be my life. I want exactly. my girlfriend to be my life. I want oh. being with the friends I grew up with to be yes. my life. And I'm not saying that I love this because the man gave up his job for no, her. No, but it's because, because they both not, came up yes. with solutions that do not involve them giving yes. up their independent professional Thank dreams. You. I know. That's what I was here for. I know, because how, how did they solve the conflict in fly with me she sells her entire business <laughs> follows him across the pacific ocean to live in korea where she will not work <laughs> and she'll just basically live on base and have his babies <laughs> meg how did you feel about fly with me i hated that book so much i hated it so much um speaking of the fact that like he's prioritizing chicago and so is she their family and friends are so fun they're so good and it's just really so i'm not saying that each of those characters is like an actualized character no no no, no. they they are a real person. Like, I could see them being a real person. If I actually had a conversation with them beyond what you saw in the book, they're a coherent person. And she's got twin siblings, fraternal twin siblings. Um, so she's the one sort of out of the duo. Yes. And they're in a competition to find a new guy for her. And, like, all these texts are just funny. Yes. And there's also, this is, like, this is a total me joke, but her brother specifically tells her, don't date a surgeon. Yes. So this is a total non sequitur of the book. So if you're bored, you can skip forward like 90 <laughs> seconds. But my sister is a doctor. Mm -hmm. And so when she was in med school, she got exposed to and related to me all the stereotypes of the different type of doctors. Don't date a surgeon. <laughs> is like an actual thing. A lot of them are like have reputations for being really detached. Okay. Like yeah. they, especially ER surgeons, like you're not, you don't have a patient you're seeing through. Yeah. So they're inherently the types of people who can do this really intimate thing with a person and then like be emotionally distant from it. Oh, wow. And so they kind of have a reputation for being cutters. <laughs> like, they're here to open up your body, do the thing, but there's none of that personal touch. Wow. So they're inherently not, like, the empathetic doctor figure because they can't be. You can be cutting into someone's heart sure. thinking, like, oh, God, what if I kill them? Like, you don't want them to be. But apparently they have a reputation of being, like, horrible boyfriends. Yeah. And that is, like, known in the medical community. So, so, when so the has brother... your sister said this to you? Like, don't date a surgeon? My sister described all the different, like, tropes. Mm -hmm. Um about like who, what doctors are which types of people. And she did describe surgeons as like terribly emotionally distant don't boyfriends. Date this one. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't specifically the term don't date a surgeon, but yeah. it was like, oh God, surgeons. So when the brothers said don't date a surgeon, it just flashed me back to that conversation and I laughed out loud because I was like, God, <laughs> doctor stereotypes are so real. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, this goes back to the clothes, but I just really liked that she was a successful federal agent, but she was also feminine. Yes, and she clearly, the fact that she is gorgeous plays into the way men treat her on the job, and it didn't feel reductive. Yeah, yes. I like, agree. she, yeah, the guy that they're working with is hitting on her, and she's rationalizing. Mm -hmm. Like, does me letting him continue to do this open me up to potential liability? Is the perception going to be that I let him on? What's better for the case? It's not her sitting there thinking, my feminine wiles are part of my power. Yes. It's her thinking, is this part of my power? Is this a liability? Let's talk about this as a subject of our profession. Yes. And he admits to being a little bit, like, not in love with her being ogled but in a way that he didn't like risk the mission to 
like punch a guy out. I thought it was really well yes. done. I, I I really liked how his protectiveness was written. Yes. So basically, he he is like the stereotypical protector. Like he's that Thor. Is, right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that that is his personality. Like that's his thing. Like he wants to be a hostage rescue guy you know like that's what he wants to do he was in the army rangers because he wanted to protect people yeah so like that's his job is he wants to protect people but he recognizes it and he will like take a step back and be like no she can do this on her own she is fine she can She's handle a professional uh, just really great and uh, like I the it was great. only time he sort of gets too protective she's literally getting shot at it's not yeah. like He's not stepping on her toes or, like, overstepping professional boundaries. Mm -hmm. He's just like, shit, the woman I love is getting shot at. Yeah. So it's totally fine. It was really good. It was good. Um, I did this as a total aside, too. So he tells a story about how his parents met. Oh, my God. It was so cute. It's so great. So his mom was protesting for the Equal Rights Amendment. And And his his dad is a cop. Who was in charge of, like... Crowd monitoring and crowd control for the protest and his mother got sort of sprayed injured in a scuffle yeah and she was so upset and still trying to march that his dad was like this is the most moving thing i've ever seen even though he didn't know a thing about the equal rights amendment he carried her through the whole protest i was like no 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 i've been to a lot of protests for women's rights and i have never fallen in love with anyone at those things how do I do that? Because that would be the best meet cute in the whole world. You gotta twist your ankle in front of a hot cop. And they have to be a sympathetic cop. Well, that's, yeah. Hot and sympathetic. So, it's tough, I know. <laughs> it's like, you're look, looking at me like this is easy, Meg. Look, it never happened to me either, okay? <laughs> um, offensiveness, really nothing offensive, just some trigger warnings to mention. Yeah. So, she goes undercover in one part of the book to catch a dirty cop um, who was raping or exposing himself to uh, basically to prostitutes. So like women who called to report, you know, some kind of altercation, the cop would come and then say, oh, really? I don't think so. Now you have to do a sexual favor for me. So anyway, she goes undercover as one of those women and the scene takes you right up to the point where he is going to do something, but then it cuts away. Yep. And I thought it didn't bother me at all. No, I mean, like, she has a couple of stings where she catches gross dudes. Mm-hmm. And because she is always secretly in the position of power. Yes. And they never gratuitously no. or like fetishize the work she's doing as sexual. Yeah. It like, if you're super, super, super sensitive, like, you don't want to read a book where the bad guys exist. Yeah. Like, yeah, trigger warning. But at no point is she, like, in danger of being violated. Even yeah. when she's meeting these gross dudes, there's backup outside. They yeah. never get to a point of doing anything. Yeah. She's the good guy. Yeah. I mean, I could see it being really tough if you oh, yeah, no, been in that situation. But I'm um, saying for me, yeah. as someone yeah. who's pretty sensitive yes. to it, this does not come anywhere yeah. close to what bothers me. Exactly. Uh, and then just another trigger warning. There was, there was some infidelity reference in the book. Neither of them cheat on the other one. Neither of them cheat on anybody. No, neither of them cheat on anyone. But they both may... Well, he John was definitely, definitely cheated, cheated on. on. That's the first chapter. She might have been, but she doesn't want to know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's a possibility. So yeah, if you like hate cheating at all, but the, the, I don't know, usually I hate I cheating know. in books, but it's because I don't want to like romanticize the idea of people working through that. Yeah. Like my ex cheated and therefore we broke up. Like, it's fine. okay. Yeah, exactly. There exactly. you go. There's your warning. There but. you go. Sexiness. Uh, Lane already referred to this, but un- 
unfortunately, this book is not all that sexy. That it's not, she's not afraid to get a little graphic. It's just that there's really not enough of it. Mm -mm. Yeah, I thought there was, a, the setup was really good. You could feel their chemistry. Oh, yeah. Uh, you just really could feel it. But, for example, there's an evening that gets cut out. Like, yeah. he's like, I can't wait until tonight. It's going to be so great. And then, like, the next chapter is, the next morning. And I was like, wait, what? Well, there's a scene where he, um, they've just had sex and wake up the next morning. And they were, like, a couple hours later. And they go in the shower. And he starts going down on her. And it cuts away right as he does. Yeah. I'm like, guys. I mean, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Julie. You're so close. <laughs> almost, almost, almost. So what's there is good. There's just not enough of it. Yes. Agreed. Um, but that said, they have no power balance at all in their relationship no. or in their sexual engagements. Yeah. The consent issues are perfect. Just like, really well handled. Even so she starts their tryst by being like, question, were you just jealous because it's work or was like it a little personal? Yeah. And he responds by being like, okay so he gets over and he's like hovering over sort of trying to get her to say like do you want this and he's like invading her personal space she's clearly invited it and she's the one who actually pulls him down to her uh -huh. to actually start kissing so even though she's clearly invited it he's still waiting for her to like confirm exactly and same thing this is definitely not a case of but you didn't say no no this is they're both waiting for very explicit yeses uh-huh yeah yeah. And he even says, like, beyond even their personal desire to consent, professionally this could have repercussions for them. Yep. And so right before they're about to hook up, for the first time, he still says, like, has this changed your mind? Is this still a liability for us? And she expressly states, given that you're leaving and given where this mission is at, I want to do this. Like, there yeah. is no question. No. I, it's just, and this is the thing, too. You know, people talk about how consent isn't sexy. You know, it's very sexy here. Uh, it's it's really well written, and it's a good example of how it is sexy. Right. Like, actually, no, it made everything better. The fact that they talked about it. Yeah. You know, because it was about their relationship. It's like both of them proving they're thinking long term. Yes. In this moment, which was really cute. Yes. Well, and also, how sexy is it to be like, look. Uh, it, how sexy is it to have someone tell you, "I really am into you." Like that's sexy to the point that like this isn't great for my career. Yeah. There's a little moment at the end that I thought was adorable where they don't want to let on to their yes. co-workers. I love this part. That they started the tryst on the job. Yeah. So basically, they go undercover, they started, they have this affair, and then he moves to Virginia. Then they decide, okay, we are going to be together. He moves back to Chicago. And then his first day back in the office. They realize they have to stage, like, how do we not damage our professional, like, reputations? Yeah. So they stage a meet-cute in the gym. In the gym. <laughs> And it's just adorable, but it's also like, I don't know, they're both smart. Yeah. They're not like, yeah, we're just going to move in together. And then you're not left thinking, um, the FBI wouldn't be cool with that. Yeah. So you've got them faking the relationship's beginning in yeah. a pub. Oh, it was so yeah. good. It was yeah. so good. Like she goes in and then she was like, oh, hey, John, you're back in town. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, call me sometime. Here's my card. No, he says, um, yeah, we should catch up. I want to tell you about it. Do you have time for coffee? And she says, yeah, tomorrow. And it's just like... It's, I mean, it's, luck. Consent. I mean, it's Planning. Consent. It's planning. <laughs> Obviously, we really like 
planning and consent, apparently. <laughs> I, I guess, like, scheduling coffee really turns me on. It's really great. <laughs> um, but this this book hits, uh, hits all the points that we really like. It was really fun. It was really funny. It was really cute. Unfortunately, it was not super sexy. Now, that said, this isn't, like, PG. No, it is not it's PG. It's definitely R-rated. It's just not in extended quantity. Basically... I, I know I'm, I already talked about this, but basically, if I'm reading a romance novel, I do not want to have a Friday night date <laughs> get cut to fade to black and then have Saturday morning he got up to run 15 miles. Fade to black is overrated. Yeah, way overrated. I, keep it all on the screen, please. So if you enjoy our podcast, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks so much for listening.